Hey everybody, Mike here again, back with you from uh, the Ohio Bigfoot Podcast, Ohio Bigfoot Research and Investigation Center, www.ohiobigfoot.com. That's right, we're back. Or no, to ohiobigfootproject.com. I don't even know my own website, don't care. It's Sunday, it's been raining all day, I'm soaking wet. About a fantastic day in the woods. And it's time for another podcast. So, over the years, I'm an, I have encountered many different types of um, Bigfoot researchers. <clears throat> and I'm always amazed at some of the wild claims that some of these guys make. To which I call complete BS, with much of it. It's this outlandish, overrated self-inflation that gives many of us legit researchers a bad name when it comes to being looked at seriously by the general public and the scientific world. In the late 1990s into the early 2000s, I met a fellow Bigfoot researcher who at first, uh, you know, I was generally polite. Um, we sat there talking over coffee by a campfire at a Bigfoot outing. and uh, But it took me less than ten minutes to realize how full of himself this guy was. And, uh, well, some other things he was full of as well. Oh, you can probably hear the rain on the tin roof over top of me. And I call these guys the legends. Not because they are legends, but because they seemingly want everyone to believe that they are. And this guy I was having coffee with was so good at searching for Bigfoot that they jumped at the chance to show themselves to him. He could go in the woods at any given time and have multiple sightings every single time i'm sure you know the type of person i'm talking about i wish i were that lucky but i'm not this guy had bigfoot raiding the cooler in his truck stealing bags of apples from his hiking pack he had over a hundred of the blurriest pictures you could ever hope to see even the vehicles and the trees were blurry not a single good picture from the hundreds of sightings. Now how on earth you take a picture of a vehicle that's not running, in park, an inanimate object in the surrounding trees and make them blurry too? With just this blob squatch in the middle? Yeah, if there's no way you can convince me that was not intentional, that he wasn't purposely shaking the camera to distort the picture. Because when an inanimate object like a parked car is the blurriest thing, you couldn't even barely tell if it, it was a Ford Ranger, but you could barely tell what make or model it was. And, uh, you know... It, and this guy, he had a website, so he was putting all these pictures out there on this website. Hey, I'm such and such, I'm not going to say his name, although I kind of want to, but I'm not, because I'm a nice guy. 
but uh you know he, he was trying to convince everyone that he was like this best researcher on the planet and every time he went out he seen bigfoot or multiple bigfoot and got hundreds of pictures and he was the man he was the legend see that's where i started calling him the legend i meet these guys fishing as well you know the type they almost caught that 87 pound catfish right when their 30 pound line broke yeah you know the type so I uh, also met a legend once that knew everything there was to know about Bigfoot. You couldn't tell him otherwise. He was an expert on their anatomy, their language, their feeding habits, their sleeping habits, their breeding habits, and more. Now last I checked, no zoo in the world has a Bigfoot exhibit where these animals can be studied. But th you couldn't tell this guy anything different. Any theory that you told... Oh, no, 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 no. That's wrong. I'm right. This is how it... You know, and... uh, Those people get not only annoying, but again, they give us legit Bigfoot researchers, investigators, a bad name. Because this guy, too, had a website. And if you called him out on anything, he would go off on you. Now, I will admit, we have seen things, <clears throat> collectively, us as a group of legit Bigfooters, that gives us a speculation to some habits. Say, for instance, the time I heard a tree knock just moments before a truck came over a hill. Now, I perceived that myself as a warning to others, or even myself, that a danger was approaching. It could have just been an absolute coincidence that a Bigfoot did a knock at the time that a truck happened to be moments from coming over a hill. Absolutely, it could have been a coincidence. I can't prove that it was a warning, but because of that coincidence in the vehicle I perceived it that way so you know in the Bigfoot world you have to be your worst critic when you find something that you consider evidence you have to rule out every single possible thing it could be other than a Bigfoot first before you can even start to think okay this could be now when it comes to Bigfoot, there are no correct answers, but there are a lot, a lot of incorrect guesses. The truth is that no one knows definite facts. We kind of do, but we don't. I mean, we know they have blood, we know they have lungs, organs, most likely warm-blooded, yada, 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 absolutely. But there are some theories out there that do seemingly sound applicable based on the habits of predatory animals. And this is where my perspective as a bow hunter comes in because all predatory, predatory animals, no matter what species, all have common traits that jump the species barrier. Okay. For that matter, they jump not only the species barrier, but they jump the globe. There are traits that the eagle shares with the owl. 
there are traits that the alligator has in common with a bear. And there's behavior that the American coyote has in common with the African lion. And it's behaviors and traits through hunting via predation on other animals. Okay. Well, these legends, they remind me of a common trait in people too. And these type of people I have encountered before. And they're the people who should stay indoors and not go outdoors. They should stay in the out in the in of doors and not go in the out of doors. <clears throat> they just don't belong in the outdoors. <laughs> and when they do go in the outdoors, bad things happen. Okay, imagine a couple driving through Yellowstone Park. It's early spring. And they come across a young bison. Now here's a scientific lesson for y'all. At one time there was two types of bison in America. The trinomial nomenclature is bison, bison, bison. For the plains and the western bison that we have today. But there was also a bison, bison, Athabasca. Which was a woods or arboreal bison that lived in Ohio, New York, Michigan, Canada, and more. Okay, but the bison we have today, or your buffalo, which is an un not a correct term, but a term we can use. But the trinomial nomenclature is bison, bison, bison. This is your plains bison. Okay, but anyway, this young couple, they see a young bison. They put it in their car and they drive it to the ranger station because they didn't want it to be cold. They wanted to save it from the cold. Now being as the rangers did not know which of the 20,000 female bison that this young bison belonged to, it had to be euthanized. And so... Here an animal was destroyed that was perfectly content in its own natural environment, but people interfered. People who really shouldn't be in the outdoors. Okay, just like the video of the lady at Yellowstone who sees a bear. And she gets out of her vehicle. She approaches towards this bear, holds out her hands, and calls it like it does the whole Come here, boy. Come here, boy. Come here. I won't hurt you. To a bear. A grizzly bear. Okay. A grizzly bear. Another fact for you. Grizzly bear and brown bear are the exact same animal. It just depends on whether they're a coastal animal or an inland animal. Inland animals are grizzlies. Coastal animals are brown bears. But, um, yeah, she calls this bear like a dog. I mean, again, someone who is in the out of doors that should have stayed in the end of indoors. <clears throat> and if you speak to park rangers, they've literally seen it all. Okay, there was an Asian lady who shot and sprayed down her kid with bear spray from head to toe. As if it was mosquito repellent for bears. Okay, there was a ranger who was once asked, What time do you let the animals out of the barn so that they can be viewed? As if 
every wild animal in Yellowstone is kept in a barn. Okay, Yellowstone is phenomenal for these people. It's such a kick. Not to mention the many deaths that should ha have happened in the park from people jumping into hot springs and boiling themselves to death. Back in the 20s, there was a concession stand worker who uh, sneaked into the park after dark with two lady friends and was going to the hot springs. He broke through the crust down to his knees and literally cooked his legs off from the knees down. He actually tried to sue the park, but um, the lawyer said he didn't have a leg to stand on. Oh, that's right. That's the kind of entertainment you get here at Ohio Bigfoot, because we're sick. Yeah, yeah, we're a little messed up in the head, but it's all good. What do you expect? We look for Bigfoot. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is the kind of things that happen. Again, people when, from the inn of doors that should stay indoors and not go outdoors, right? Okay, to bring this closer to home, I was once at Mohican State Park. A young, lovely couple was camping beside me. And you know the type. They're new in their relationship. They're all cute and cuddly together. Watch the sunset. He wraps the blanket around her by the fire. Just cute, cuddly couple, you know. You, you know the type. Well, then I watched her put a factory-sealed, unvented can of Dentimore beef stew on the fire. Now, I didn't go off. I was very polite, but I explained why that was a bad idea. I was like, look, that steam has nowhere to go. You're pressurizing that can. It essentially can explode and literally throw boiling hot beef stew all over you and your campsite. So they quickly took it off the fire, popped a hole in the top, made a vent. It was fine. They enjoyed their meal. Okay, I was at Salt Fork State Park once and I had to convince a lady from taking a spotted fawn home because she felt it was abandoned. She could not grasp the concept that a doe will leave the fawn and be away for hours on end before returning. She thought the mother just birthed it and abandoned it. Deer don't do that. Deer actually leave their fawns to not draw attention from predators and uh, feed and build up their protein supply. At one time, believe it or not, there was more deer or elk living in houses from Yellowstone than there was in the actual park because people were stealing the calves and taking them home to raise them. Not making this up. Okay, my wife was once scolded by a lady online because she separated our chicks from our hens. And she thought that was cruel and evil because the chicks could not nurse from our hens if we separated them. I've never seen teats on a chicken. I've never seen a chick drink milk <laughs> from a hen. Okay, but this is the kind of mindset that you deal with with people. <clears throat> they, you know, they are out there. My wife also once had the pleasure of a conversation 
with a lady about how she didn't understand how we eat the eggs from our chickens. She only eats organic eggs because they're made in a factory and don't come from a chicken's rear end. So she buys eggs in a carton, in a shell, cracks these eggs open, completely, utterly, fully believing that these eggs did not come from a chicken. They were factory made. Okay, so when I say there's some people who are better off to stay indoors, I'm lightheartedly joking, but at the same time, I'm not really lightheartedly joking. I mean, some people, and it's these people, man, that give us the bad name, especially when it comes to the ones from the Bigfoot world. You know, you take people like that, and you give them the idea that all of a sudden they want to look for Bigfoot. So they, they build their Facebook page. Maybe they buy a website. Maybe they start a podcast. Maybe they do all these things. And then... Normal people who, you know, might stumble across this podcast, this Bigfoot podcast, think, yeah, I'll check it out, could be interesting, and then listens to just one episode, just one show, or reads one page on the website, or one page on the Facebook, and they then draw a conclusion, unfairly, I will admit, but about all Bigfooters. They put us all in the same boat or the same classification. So do me a favor and keep your research legit. If you have to embellish the truth when you're out on an outing or on an observation or on a day hike or a night hike or anything, if you have to make things up, if you have to embellish the truth, then don't. Just stay out of the woods. Because all you do is make the rest of us look bad. I mean, I... Oh. And I can't tell you over the past... Oh, let's see here. 21 years I've dealt with this. And it's been insane. And I've dealt with it in the hunting world. I've dealt with it in the fishing world. I've dealt with it in the Bigfoot world and just general everyday life. And, you know, at some point you just get tired of dealing with morons. You really do. And it, it just gets old quick. You know, be the most legit you can be. Because... That's the things that people are going to remember. That's what's going to make people think, well, okay, this person's not crazy. Maybe it is possible that what they've seen or what they heard or what they're speaking about in this encounter, maybe, maybe it just actually did happen. And I'm curious to find out more. Okay, but if you go out with that person who... Every single time they go in the woods has 17 sightings and encounters and you take a journalist or a news reporter and send them out into the woods with that person. Yeah, that's going to be a real interesting story to read.
because other people are going to read how this lady or this journalist, male or female, had to deal with this Fruit Loop. And that's what they're going to write their story about. And then, boom, all Bigfoot enthusiasts are classified as these same nutcases. I can't tell you how many boring reports I have of overnight observations where there's two words, only two words at the, on the entire page. Dead night. Meaning not a single thing happened. I have hundreds of these pages dated, timestamp, da-da-da, who was there, where we set up, location, and right across the top, or in the middle, or at the bottom, dead night. I can't tell you because I don't make things up. I don't feel the need to embellish possible activity in order to make myself look good. I look good enough on my own. I see myself in the mirror every day and I say, dang, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's right. Nah, I'm just messing with you. I'm just playing this. <laughs> but I'm hoping you get the point. I'm hoping you see what I'm talking about. And the problem is that there, those people are always going to be out there. We're never going to make them go away. We need to. Seriously. I mean, they seriously do need to go away. They really honestly do. <laughs> but they're not going to. We're stuck with them. However, we can use our voices as legit researchers and tell them, hey, and I've done this, and people do not like me because of it, but I have flat out to their faces called them on their complete BS before. If I'm sit standing there and some guy tells me about how this happened, I'll tell him, dude, that's complete BS. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. And I'll get in the truck and go somewhere else. Or I'll tell them, you know, you, if you're going to stay here, fine. You stay over there, I'll be over here. I don't want to associate with you. I don't want your nonsense. And it'll drive them nuts. Because they'll constantly do anything they can. You know, no, 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 I'm serious. No, 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 I, I, this really, no, no, no. I mean, they will do their best to convince you of these lies. And I don't understand why. Now, if you tell me you're a Bigfoot researcher, great, so am I. But it, it's when you have to make things up to make yourself look better or that your theory is the only applicable theory to Bigfoot and nobody else is correct. Ah, uh, man, come on already. It's that stuff that just drives me up the wall. So now that I got this whole vent session out of the way, I'm going to be recording another podcast later tonight, and I'll be posting it. I'm going to wait for this rain to die down, as I'm sure it's messing with my speakers right now, or my microphone, rather. But um, no, I had a good time in the woods this weekend, I really did, and it was a dead weekend, but I still had a good time, still had fun, so I'd rather be outdoor doors in the woods anytime than riding the couch so 
you know, get out there, have some fun, and uh, there will be another podcast coming later this week, possibly even two. Um, but I just had to get this out of my system. <laughs> and uh, I hope you all enjoyed. So have a great night, everybody, and uh, we'll holler at you later.